All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on the Ref. <laughs> uh, uh, let me reach that for you then, Chuck. Elena Vauder is on her way to South Carolina. We have no update on Kelly Maxwell, at least that I've seen. And I'm not going to lie to you, I'm not really chasing it right now. If it happens, it happens. If not, Oklahoma is the back-to-back-to-back national champs with – an incredible roster coming back. And, oh, by the way, they already went and got Peyton Monticelli. They already went and got uh, Miss Keeney. So yeah, they've, they've they're, they're in pretty good, bolstered. They're in pretty good spot. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, Jordy, it's – are those two equal to Jordy? Okay, well, yeah, fair conversation. You're talking about the, the most outstanding player from the Women's College World Series. But Oklahoma went and, and found some very, very good arms. Sorry, Chuck. Sorry the uh... – Sorry the app died on you in the middle of that conversation or that the uh, the network decided to trigger a break. I find uh, Elena Vodder's decision to be fun for the sport of softball. It is fun, yeah, and, and fascinating. Dude, it's 101 in Kingfisher already? Jay from Medill sent a great graphic on the Knippemeyer Chevrolet text line. Did you see that? Right, so it looks like the Big 12 is still punishing us in Texas for leaving. Uh, and if you look at the rain forecasts, Literally all of Oklahoma and Texas is is outside of this green rain around it. I love how uh, it's got to be fake, right, Jay? I love the image that the this individual sent in. Excessive heat warning, like no. Kidding yeah, yeah, out. we got this, buddy. Thank you. And by the way, in fairness, because I am kind of being very greedy about what's going on here in Norman, uh, also up in Tulsa, they're getting smoked. Bar in the pun. A sooner soldier asks real quick before we get to Mister Sports and the top five stories of the day which include a gambling update and an NFL update, plus Major League Baseball trade deadlines. How is Love's Field coming along? I drive by it almost daily now just because I want to see it. And it looks – they got some work to do, baby. <laughs> it looks – you can see it, right? You can see the vision of it. It's August 2nd. Um, it's going to take something spectacular to get that bad boy built, I think, by the opening weekend – of the season for the Sooners, but I'll tell you what, it you can see it, right? You can see the the backstop. You can see what I think is a, a, a hitting area, a team facility. You can see it, and it's, it's exciting. It's one of those things where you kind of never knew. You just you, – you hope. And even whenever, hey, it's announced we've got this deal done, you drive by it. It's, it's, it's happening, Sooner soldier. And it's exciting to see. Now, speaking of weather, Josh, we mentioned we needed to turn to our local leader on that front, our man who understands the Farmer's Almanac and things of that nature. Yes. But also the Mr. To Our Sports, Mr. Sports. What's going on, Mr. Sports? How are you? I'm great, sir. I'm like the uh, Messiah. You seek out and you shall receive. How far? I heard my <laughs> well, I heard we... my. Uh, name yeah we put it's the bat a, signal out that's yes the bat signal i was about to say here's exactly a question that. i have here's a, that doesn't involve my chickens my roosters or my terrible garden right now how far right. in advance as uh, as farmer as a rancher do you start to like project or plan for rain how far in advance can you truly get a good gauge for the weather well you can get it pretty close um you know within a lot of times within two or three weeks. Um, okay. So you yeah, can't really project like a month down the road or anything of that nature, right? And feel confident uh, about well, it? Well, 
if you have them satellites, I guess, and you can look all around the world and you see these storms, you know, right. like the weather guys do, I'm sure. But uh, I don't know. They're talking about us getting some rain this weekend. Um, and I even looked up in the Almanac, and it said there was kind of a possibility, um, you know, that we could get some. Now, it's going to be 48 and 49 on Monday and Tuesday. What? 48 you know, what? Celsius? Yeah, Celsius. in Alaska. <laughs> oh, in Alaska. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, uh, listen, fellas, I want to ask you guys a quick question, and I just want to get your opinion, and I'll take it off the air. When the negotiate, you were talking about the Pac-12 earlier and all this, and it kind of reminded me of something. When the negotiations were going through with Lincoln Riley, do you think that the Big Ten was something that was already in the back of the minds that was going to be happening and that maybe he knew even before uh, that this was a real, real possibility? Um that he went out there, they were going to the Big Ten. Fellas, I'll take it off the air. Water's your best friend. See ya. Water is my best friend. I even brought an extra hydration packet today just to be safe. Water and uh, air conditioning. Do Okay, it's a fair question. When Leakin Riley took the USC job, Josh Helmer, do you believe he was of the understanding that Mike Bone, then AD, who's no longer with USC, do you think he was of the belief that Mike Bone was up front or they had known about any potential move to the Big Ten or at least rumors of it? No, I don't think so. I don't either. I, I don't think that in good faith you could interview a candidate that hasn't taken the job and let them in on the wheeling and dealing behind closed scenes of something that major. You know, I you know you hate to keep that from your head football coach or potential head football coach, but you also don't want everybody to find out about a deal like that before the deal's done. Okay, so then can I just lay out a scenario? If Lincoln Riley would have known that USC was eventually on its way to the Big Ten, do you think that? He takes the LSU job or stays here instead. I don't think he was ever going to LSU. I really, I mean, well, let me back up a little bit. I don't know if he was ever necessarily staying here. I think he was always going to end up trying to find something in his own to build. But I don't know if that was going to be LSU. I think he still winds up at USC. Okay. You think with the understanding that we're going to go there? and You're going to monopolize California. Yep. Yeah. I don't think – you know, Sooner Soldier writes. I just think he wanted to get away from Oklahoma, man. Yeah, if if it was planned, Riley might not have went. That's that's an even better point, but I don't know if that means he stays here in Norman. Nor do I think at this point, you know, on July, I'm sorry, August 2nd of 2023 that we really truly care, but it's a hell of a question. I think there was, uh, this is just me, I think there was a layer of, I want to be deeply appreciated and USC provided that opportunity down program proud program access to you know great recruiting on and on and on here it's your following Bob Stoops and and I I think that that factored in on some level exactly good question all right hey uh let's get the top five stories of the day in here we didn't do this yesterday because we spent the entire 11 a.m hour recapping the Brent Venables press conference spent some time hitting some highlights in the 10 o'clock hour uh, some similar to what we did yesterday, but if you missed it, you can find both on the podcast page right now at krefsports.com. So let, let's get after it, shall we? Every single day we do the top five stories of the day, and they're brought to you by Newcastle Casino. 
It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. I-44, exit 107, newcastlecasino.com. Happy hour Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 and over. 14 table games, including blackjack. Big story number five. Number five. Well, let's start here. Since True brought it up, conference realignment, we have no new news. Now the uh, uh, all of the expansion slash conference realignment insiders are fighting with each other over what's real and what isn't on Twitter.com, which is hilarious. But what's the what's the kids' phrase they used to say? So and so has entered the chat. Oh, looky here! So and so has entered the chat. Florida State has entered the chat. Josh Helmer, per not, not necessarily for the Big Twelve, not necessarily for any of the any of the kind of moves that are being talked about now, but maybe for the next couple of years. Florida State board chair Peter Collins talked to War Chant. And he was asked about the ACC grant of rights. Here's what he said. Because, again, like many of us feel, this is the game changer, right? That grant of rights. Here's what he said. Is that a plan? Oh, yeah. Unequal here, here All right, let's try that again. Sorry. Uh, here's what he was saying. Sleep of the wheel. Um, I think the uneven rev- unequal revenue distribution model, um, it's not going to get us there. It's just really not going to get us there. Uh, if you let's say that the unequal revenue distribution model is it gives Florida State, let's say, six million dollars more a year. OK, well, now we're not losing thirty five. We're losing twenty nine million dollars a year to our competitors. Did it is that that's still you could argue that's still insurmountable. And so um, I don't think that under the current way that people are looking at it that we're going to be close the gap with an unequal revenue distribution hmm hmm so we are shopping now and again let's be clear the acc is giving you more money or excuse me less money than the big 12 right what the Big 12, in this $34 million number that's out there, right, which, again, in, in my mathematically challenged brain, if you're getting a prorated deal and but still giving a full share to Colorado right now. And based on Tram's report, three others that would join, assuming I mean, they're Power 5 pro, members. Prorated, pro to me, doesn't mean that these TV deals are giving you the full – and the only network, according to Andrew Marshan, the only network, the only network, that is guaranteed that to the Big 12 is ESPN. Now, again, I'll be more than happy to say I'm wrong. I've dug everywhere to try to find more information on this. I can't. So that's not like ESPN is saying, oh, yeah, yeah, man, go get Arizona, and then we're going to give you, what would that be, uh, almost like $160 more million. Yeah, dude, we'll, we'll add that on every single year. I don't think that's the case. I don't. The question you're asking is, where's the money coming from? Or does everybody's full share go down? It's going to have to, right? If the number is $380 million annually on just the TV deal, that divided by 12, right, over the next few years is still, you know, not, 
necessarily a massive number. It's 31.7. And then if you add two more teams, that's 27. Okay, and how about 16? Right. I didn't go math that far. But I see what you're saying. So there's no guarantee that you're getting it's, – it's like I tell my wife. here. I think this is a good example. I tell my wife I want everything because it's all a tax write-off. But it's not like that means you'll get it for free. You get a percentage of that as a write-off. Pro rata doesn't mean they're like, oh, yeah, ESPN's giving you $34.5 million to bring in Colorado. How about Oregon and Washington are two of the, the I, final three? I don't know that that matters. You don't think so? No. The two biggest brands in Why the Why wouldn't the you just then go ahead and say, uh, we'll just go ahead and work a deal and feature them even more as a you know secondary kind of deal with, with Pac-12? Unless I, I, I'm not going to pretend to understand the inner workings of this alleged Apple TV deal either. I, I don't know. Well, and for ESPN Fox, though, if they're saying, yeah, we don't want the Pac-12, but basically we don't want Washington State and Oregon State and Cal and Stanford, right. if, if they do want Oregon and Washington, right. hypothetically, yeah. hypothetically there's a scenario where but, they but say. But here's the thing. If you're Oregon and Washington, what's your ultimate goal right now? Oh, it's the Big Ten. Right. So why would you get locked into a seven-year grant of rights deal or, or more with the Big 12? Because you never know when the Big Ten's going to come knocking, and then you got to pay a buyout clause to the Big 12 to go to the Big Ten. Right, unless you have it into your contract that you've I, got an out. And, and if and I'm the Big 12, I don't know if I do that. Right. Yeah, you're not, you're not doing that. If I, were the, if I were Arizona or Oregon, and I'm not in on this Pac-12 deal, just real quick, I would go to the Big Ten and say, we'll take half a media share. A dollar more than the Big 12 is offering, which is still half of the Big 10. And we'll come. And we'll take that for the next six years. And then when you redo your deal, let's go. I don't know why the Big 10 would say no. And I don't know how Oregon or Washington hasn't done that yet. By the way, that was from the mind of Andy Staples. I thought it was brilliant. But but are you getting the feel that – because now I am, after seeing this Apple TV deal – or at least the rumors of it. I'm like, how can you go with another subscription-based thing? Because that hosed you in the first place with the Pac-12 network. Like, I, there's no way this can survive now. My hill that I've been dying on that the Pac-12 can survive is imploding around me, Josh. It's crumbling. The the powers that be at Oregon, Washington, Cal, and Cal Stanford, a bad example. Everybody in the Pac-12 basically not named those two that care about athletics, right, for the most mm-hmm. part. Do you think that it's important to them? That it's not on Apple Plus. I mean, no. like, we hear that, but d- does it really matter, or is it just the bottom line number? I think it's the bottom line number. So they don't really care about exposure. I don't think they care. I don't think they care at all. And, I, and, and here's another thing. I wouldn't care about exposure. If you're telling me that I'm getting $100 million a year, right, and this is a hypothetical, and, you know, obviously they're not going to get that. But, uh, okay, p- some people are going to pay for it. Others aren't going to pay for it. But, hey, we're getting $100 million a year. I, th- I think the one thing, and this may have changed, but I'll never forget whenever Oklahoma was in the Big 12 and they had that, what was it? I think it was like 15 or 16 because it was like right before I moved down here. And right after Big 12 media days, President Bourne at the time and many others, all of a sudden it's, we are now going to take applications for expansion. And it was like, what? And Josh, I'm telling you right now, there were a lot of people on the athletic side that had no idea about it. So I think we have to sometimes remember it's not always the athletic minds that are the bottom line in the decision-making, and 
if you believe the buzz that's out there, the Arizona State president is very deeply invested in making the Pac-12 work. And if the president wants it, he's usually going to out – he or she is going to outrank and outvote the athletic directors and the coaches. Well, it's like with – Unless you're Deion Sanders. With Cal and Stanford, you can't right. even – I mean, the athletic department's – it doesn't even matter. Right. Uh, let's hustle just through the rest of the highlights so we can then, then go in depth when we come back. Big story number four. Number four. Uh, Josh has all the details in the Iowa kicker. I'm digging through the details on Hunter Deckers. According to documents filed in Iowa District Court, Deckers and his parents engaged in a scheme to allow the quarterback to disguise his identity and manipulate online slash mobile transactions in order to create the appearance that sports wager transactions were conducted by his mom and not him. Oh, it's so bad. It also included him placing bets on games in which he was suited up for. Now, I don't know if there's a threshold here as far as when they start raising their eyebrows, but 366 mobile or online bets from a personal phone that totaled more than uh, $2,799. Which sounds like a lot, but right, right. You know, over really the course not. of that many bets, it's really and, and it's it's also not worth risking your eligibility in your college career over. He could be going to jail, or at the very least, ridiculously fined and losing his as his um he he won't play college eligibility. Football Big story number three. Number three. The NCAA has hammered out new challenges, or at least the recommendations of where they need to be better, based on a business review produced by Bain and Company, the widening gap between different strata of Division I resources and capabilities was a major topic, and citing the NFL landscape's lack of accountability and lack of consumer protection for athletes, the report recommended that the NCAA put an accountable and transparent framework in place for NIL before the end of the year. By the way, I... Back of the class, I see your hand raised, please. I'm sure that it wasn't cheap to hire Bain and company to do that for you. Uh, the Bank of Plank could have easily done that for you for probably a quarter of what they did. Fleck I, Bank? I read the, yeah, the Fleck Bank. I read through these bullet points, and I'm like, this is what you hired someone to tell you that you, you need to do? This is all the stuff we've been telling you to do for decades. Who did they hire? Bain and company. Which you can't trust them because that's a, oh, that's a super Bain's villain. Bain's a bad guy. Uh Big story number two. Number two. The big story from the Major League Baseball trade deadline, Justin Verlander back to the Astros. Didn't make a lot of sense. Boy, that Mets spending spree this offseason was something, wasn't it? Uh, And then the Astros had a no-no last night, too. I was watching the Dodgers-A's game on uh, apparently NBC Sports Bay Area because the Dodgers and the A's game was blacked out for some reason on the MLB network. What are we doing, Major League Baseball? Just driving are, everybody nuts. At least it was on DirecTV for me. Searching for other channel with the game. Sorry, you're blacked out. Which gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Uh, injuries were a major update topic from Brent Venables yesterday. When we come back, Josh, let's hear what BV had to say about the injury and where the sooner injuries and where the Sooners are from a health perspective. Literally, my man broke out the roster and went through and gave us all an update. You'll hear it next, right here on The Ref. All right, here was the Brent Venables answer, a Ryan Chapman question about injuries. And I loved it because Coach V literally grabbed the roster and just started running down everyone. 
which was fantastic. I mean, Caden Helms, I think we've, we've said he's going to be not sure when he'll get back. Hate it for him. He works incredibly hard. He's fighting like heck to, to get back. And Llewellyn's been, you know, he's he's been snake bit too since he's been here, but I do think he'll be back. Uh, Amika will be a little bit limited. Um, he'll be close. Uh, I apologize. I don't have this. Yeah, J.J. Hester, um, he'll, he's, he won't be available for a, for a little while. And uh, I think Brendan Thompson had his tonsils taken out, so he'll be a few days uh, before he gets back out there. And everybody else. So um, Jacob Sexton, you know, probably he's <laughs> he could probably be ready to play, but uh, he's he's ahead of his timeline and does look terrific, but we're going to really work hard at trying to protect him because he's just naturally eager and aggressive, and we don't want to put him in a compromising position, so we're going to help with that. But sometime in the middle to later September uh, is when he would have a, a, a full clearance, if you will, but he's, he's ahead of the, of the curve, to be honest with you. And uh, Walter, you know, you didn't see him in the spring, but he's, he's been cleared just after the spring, and he'll be ready to go. And then uh, defensively, so Jacob Lacey, uh, again, he had some uh, blood clots, and uh, he's in a really good place. Um, you know, there's a lot of what you don't know, uh, but I, based on, you know, his progress and doctors and tests and things of that nature, I think you'll see him back in uh, one of the sooner uh, target dates. And uh, so now that might be in uh, the latter part of September or so. And, uh, but he's, he's doing a lot, you know, conditioning and lifting and things, but he's in no contact right now. Uh, so, but he's, he's in great spirits and in a really good place mentally. Uh, and we'll see with Phil Paya. You know, he's a guy that's coming off an ACL during the season. And, so if he may or may not have some limitations uh, right now, I don't I don't know if he does, but might have some collateral issues just to to work through. You're going to see Shane Witter; he's fully released now, and uh, don't see any issues at, at corner. And uh, Robert Spears is uh, again he's he's had the shoulder uh, labrum uh, surgery midway through spring. And uh, we expect him to be back uh, full speed. He's doing all, everything non-contact right now, and has looked great. But I uh, see him expect him sometime in the early part of September uh, or so. So, and then McCarty, he's right on target. So he's gonna we'll ease him right back into into things. And he's he's uh, he's been doing really well. Uh, unless he has uh, some setbacks, you know. Uh, we're going to ease him right on into, into fall camp and see what he can do and try to help still protect him. And my experience on the ACLs, whether, again, this is a linebacker coach. Uh, it's been doing it for a while. Uh, but it usually takes one year from the calendar date of the injury to get back to what you were mentally, physically, all those things. And there's always exceptions to that, uh, you know, good and bad. But that's how I see it. Just to, where you get your confidence, and you're not thinking about it anymore. You can react on just on, on uh, your instincts and things like that. And 
uh, and you go from there. But I would say, and I, I can't say as much about uh, Eric, but I would say that uh, Jacob is a little further ahead uh, of the curve, if you will, and, and uh, you know, you know, Eric has, has been right on target with his, his rehab. So that's about where we thought we would be with some of the injury updates, right? I don't know if there was anything. The Jacob Lacey clarification was good, and like we said yesterday, I think it was, I think it was about this time whenever we were getting into it. There's the actual audio, but I think I think it was about this. Um, I think we'd heard rumors about him not being out there, and some had wondered why. Now we get a little bit more clarification sure. on that. Yeah, it, it's like. You had sort of heard mm-hmm. from from Parker and others that I don't know if he's going to be ready to go for the season. And okay, well now we have a, a pretty clear answer why. As uh, our OU camp updates brought to us by Neutral Vodka Seltzer. You can find Neutral at uh, any of your local liquor stores or ask for it by name at your favorite bar or restaurant. Vodka Seltzer and real juice to offer a deliciously clean, light, and refreshing taste. Gluten-free, that, that's important, right, for uh, many out there with 100 calories and zero added sugar. So we learned a lot. Learned a lot today uh, and, and yesterday right. uh, from media days, uh, obviously on the injury front and much, much more. Right, back to uh, like a normal show to a certain degree tomorrow. Uh, so with that in mind, what do we know about Aaron Bloom? We, we understand. We know that he lost the job last season. <laughs> okay, so he was already on the bench. We know Hunter Decker's probably has taken his last snap as a collegiate quarterback, right? There is no – there is – I mean, no way that you can overcome the allegations against him on the gambling side right now. I don't think so, unless the NCAA just made an exception to the rules that it literally just created. Is there a number – that they have that triggers some concern for, say, a DraftKings or a FanDuel or whomever to where they're like, hey, a little bit more than necessary because Bloom, the kicker from Iowa, according to a report from Chan Lystigo, Bloom wagered 170 times under his mother's name for $4,400 on DraftKings and was underage. I wonder if their parents know or if they just do it under their parents' name. I mean, because all you really need is their driver's license in order to, to do this. And maybe they're social. I don't know. I haven't signed up for one. I I couldn't tell you. Yeah, or were mom and dad. Hey, yeah, hey, that's let's fine. Go. <laughs> yeah, I, I just – that's that's an interesting angle to this. I, I don't know. We Clearly – They've investigated this thing, Plank. I mean, for, for them to get to this point with those two is they have spit some uh, manpower trying to figure some things out. We're, and I wonder, I talk about stories that disappear. I, the, the allegations finally came down or the sanctions against Tennessee, and it was at a point where you're like, oh, I've forgotten all about that. The Iowa-Iowa State gambling story had been in that list of, what, Big Ten meteorites uh, mess where did they have the authority to give NBC the power they did? Uh, the overpayment by the Pac-12, where they were overpaid by like Comcast or someone like that. Someone had the number at $70 million. They're like, oh, it's not $70 million. They were overpaid. But just, you know, th- those stories kind of disappear. Relatively speaking, NCAA acted quick here. This one, boom. You're not kidding. So, 
According to the attorney representing Deckers, the quarterback will not participate in fall camp. Thanks for that. Uh, But DCI agents executed a search warrant on his apartment at Ames in May and another at Decker's family home in Northwest Iowa. Mm. There's there's this, too. Garrig Christensen, who was an Iowa baseball player, is uh, accused of tampering with records related to the Iowa Division of Criminal Investigations probe into the sports gambling. Christensen is accused of operating a scheme with his mother, allowing him to hide his identity to manipulate online and mobile transactions as if his mother was placing the bat. So, you know, the other two, if if it's – the other two, I don't know if uh, mom and dad were complicit in it. This one, I mean, that sounds pretty bad yeah. for Garrett Christensen. I think it makes sense now, Josh, why Hunter Deckers wasn't at Big 12 Media Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that does. <laughs> I think this one registers a little bit more. Uh, and then one other football note before we grab a break. Matt Rule announced that, you know, longtime starting safety Miles Farmer, who started 11 games last year, was ranked second on the team in tackles, had a career-high 73 stops. Uh, Matt Rule mentioned last week that Farmer was not on the 120, not part of the 120 players at the start of fall camp, and that he had a couple of things that he needed to step up. Quote, it was – for simple things, nothing major, just wasn't meeting some of our standards. Well, Miles Farmer entered the transfer portal, which is a really hard time to try to find somewhere Power 5-ish to end up when you're going into the portal literally the week the practice starts. But Miles Farmer, five pass breakups in 2022 and one pick, 110 career tackles and five interceptions. So uh, 70 73 of his 110 career tackles came this last season. So there's a couple of college football notes and uh, paying off a few teases on the top five. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line next right here. This is the home of Sooner fans, the ref. Had a, like I said, I'm still, like, I started this show with there's three stories or three things that are kind of messing with my head right now, right? Um, and we've answered two of them today. Right, a third one I'm still kind of searching for, and I'm going to reach out to a few more people after the show. One, we've all accepted that Barbie was a really good movie. It was a hit. It was a hit. It was good. You know, it's uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Thumbs it's, up. It's the kind of movie that I've seen it. I'm probably not getting a ton of replay value out of it. Oh, I unfortunately am, Josh. Well, yeah, you're 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 in the mass. I've got but, a nine year old that's already said she wants to go back this weekend. But for Seeing it the first time, it was surprisingly well written. The uh, you know, just go see it. You know, what was the name of his of his house that he changed it to? The something Mojo, Mojo Dojo, Dojo Casa, and they're like these things are selling like crazy. <laughs> okay, yeah, I could probably watch it again. It was pretty good. <laughs> Ryan Gosling was pretty good in it. Liability is a corner. Pretty good, Ken. I'm just Ken. The highlight of the the movie was that the crescendo for you. Uh. Kenuff, the, the, the shirts, <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm Kenuff, was pretty good. Uh, number two, number two, uh, yeah, you know, guys, it's not something that I think we necessarily go beating our chest about, but it's pretty wild to think of what Dylan Gabriel has accomplished where if he just has a season like he did last year, 
It's a top 10 career passing yardage leader in college football. He's currently 69th, but with a good season, he's in the top 10. And as it stands right now, it's with two, well, one injury plagued season and, you know, a couple of other years where he hasn't played a full season. Jeff Levy, man. It just adds more fuel to the fire, more, more flames to the he reminds me of Landry Jones at Oklahoma <laughs> argument. If you know, if next season doesn't result in uh, a Big Twelve championship and Oklahoma upticking on his way out, and then I mentioned the third thing is I'm just I'm not smart. I, like I study the TV contracts and the media rights deals, and I, I understand there's a lot more that I need to learn, and I understand there's people that live it and negotiate it and do a lot more than I do, but. I also I also don't know where some of this money is coming from if indeed the Big 12 is going to add the other three four-corner schools. Uh, and this was off the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. For the 918, the new four schools this year get $18 million and 19 next year. The Big 12 negotiated with its TV that if they add any power five schools, they get full $31 million additional money. Okay, I, my point was I haven't seen that. I've seen that. There is pro rata, 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 whatever, with ESPN that they'll get money if they're out of school. But Fox hasn't agreed to that. That's not in the Fox contract from what Andrew Marchand, sports media guru, is reporting. So if that's out there somewhere and I've missed it, I'll be the first one to say I missed it. But in listening to the uh, Orin and Marchand podcast, the only entity that agreed to that was the ESPN side of it. And I just, I can't fathom fathom ESPN saying oh yeah we'll just give you all 35 million for all of it and in that the four new schools are taking less of a chunk and a hit out of that media rights deal but if my understanding is correct the other eight schools banded together to make that whole and the way that they were going to pay back the eight teams that made that whole was to give them a portion of the buyout of Oklahoma and Texas there's a lot of dots to connect but I just I don't think when you have a contract that a TV network is like, you're going to get them. Well, we'll just throw more money at you. I don't think that's that's the way it works. But I understand what you're saying, and I feel like that's out there quite a bit. But $380 million amongst 12 teams is less and less per team when you had math, 13 and a 14th and a 15th and a 16th, and you're not guaranteed that from TV partners that they're just going to match everything. I mean, I just I don't see ESPN or Fox – which Fox hasn't yet, going into a deal where you're like, yeah, you bring those teams in, and we're just going to keep adding millions and millions of dollars. That's just not my understanding of it. Now, like I said, I haven't found anyone else that's outraged about this or bringing it up, so I could be way off, but I've reached out to a lot of people to ask about it. Because everybody is under the illusion that they're going to get a full share. Sure. Right. And, and, I just, and I maybe that's the case. Maybe it is. But in everything that has been talked – like, for instance, people are like, oh, why don't they just go to the Big Ten? Well, the Big Ten's TV partners are only going back to the table if it's Notre Dame. If you at Oregon and Washington, they're not negotiating with you. It's like, all right, well, you, all right, thank you. We'll, we'll make it work in the schedule, but this is what your deal is, and there's no extra money in there for extra teams. You're just splitting that by two more teams. But the big and, – and, in fact, I even read – someone brought it up. I, I think it was in the Pete Thamel column. There would have to be more money. There has Oregon to be, right? Now, is but, it – But it's just not – it's not in their current deal. Would there be more money that keeps everything equal among everybody? 
No, maybe not, but you are still adding Portland and Seattle. I mean, there would have to be more money. I agree, but in six years when you renegotiate your deal, they only have in that clause for the Big Ten, if Notre Dame is come, coming in, we'll go back to the table. Right. And for the Big 12, it's only power five schools, but it's not both entities. And I think it was Pete Thamel who finally wrote in his article, oh, yeah, they're going to make the money work. Okay. Well, if the, that's the case, then let's do it. They could, you know, based on the language of the Big Ten deal, they could go back in and rewrite the contract. They could try to, right? Or, you know, you know, amend it or whatever. But, yeah, based on what you're saying, there's only the one portion for Notre Dame. That's right. And so in six years from now, when you go back to the table as the Big 12 and the Big 10, that's when you could probably see a sizable increase if you have these additive pieces. And TV networks probably aren't in the, the business a lot of times of, hey, let's go amend this deal as we've seen in the ACC. Or as we saw with CBS and the SEC. Why is the SEC no longer on CBS? Because they wanted more money and CBS said no. SEC's like, listen, man, we're, we're bringing you some numbers. I think we need to go back to the negotiating table. What did the SEC say? We're good. Or what did CBS say? Now nah, we're good. Uh, no, we kind of like the deal that we struck initially. <laughs> <laughs> Big Rich in OKC writes, please tell Teddy DG ranks 69th all time. <laughs> okay. Um, a couple more off 405 True Sooner. We could do a pink out with or without Oklahoma involved. I'm not sure where to buy a pink shirt. Maybe I could borrow one from Plank. I only had – I found this out yesterday because my daughter wanted me to wear pink to the Barbie movie – Josh, I only have one pink shirt, one, uno, and that one pink shirt um, was the Brent Venables pink shirt. 212 degrees? 212 degrees. From the 405, did Josie announce the teams added to the football schedule yet? You're talking about 2024 and 2025, I would assume. I don't know. I don't believe so. I don't believe so. He's just revealed that they've filled those spots, they think, or were close to, but hasn't said the names of uh, set schools, right? Uh, that's right. Cody just in writes, I thought it was an even share no matter what up to 16 teams. Maybe that's just the Big 12. I, again, that might be what they're reporting. My question is... Is that true? Is that true? <laughs> right. And, and where is that money coming from? Because only one of the... Me- I, I just said all this, but only one of the media partners has agreed to a pro rata deal, right? All right, you bring in a Power 5 team... We'll give you a portion of it. But this sounds to me like a lot. And if you're the Big 12, maybe these eight teams are like, we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it over the we'll, – we'll share whatever it takes because we know whenever we renegotiate, we're going to make a boatload more money. And you've got stability and, that and on and on and on. Uh, for the 918. So what happens when TV partners – so what happens with the TV partners when stream – leaves the con or when when teams leave the conference especially if that partner has deals with both conferences the threat of litigation can change minds oh dude let me tell you something nothing has changed more in college athletics than the threat of litigation <laughs> absolutely 100 percent. and yeah we were all over that hunter decker story and josh has got to get off here and write about a kicker and we're <laughs> i feel like the hunter or excuse me the hunter biden why is hunter biden on my mind uh Josh has got to get out of here and write an article about a kicker, and I'm thought of the Peyton Manning line. We're here in Hawaii, and we're talking about our idiot kicker. It's kind of how I feel like you're working right now with this Iowa story. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I, I don't know how they got this picture of Hunter Deckers, by the way, where 
It's like, who thought to take that photo of him wearing the headset on the sideline? It looks terrible. All right, listen, let's get out. Hey, good stuff on the text. We got time to fit in a few more. Steel Man standing in the green room. He's coming up next. But we got a little bit more work to do right here on The Ref. You know, maybe it's as simple, Josh, as Brett Yormark saying, listen, each school, and we're getting this pro rata from ESPN on part of the deal. It's not going to cover all of it. But if everybody would allow, you know, two mil – to be withheld, we, we can get two to three mil per school. We're going to be able to be in a place six years from now. And that's why this is a shorter-term deal, because if you're willing to take a little bit less, a little bit le- little haircut, that's going to open things up for us to bring in some big-time teams. Maybe that's what this boils down to. You've also – you have to consider who's in who's in play here. This is not the – halves of the college athletics and that sounds terrible to say but it's true so you're talking about a group of schools that are more willing to take the haircut to make the thing work for stability because they understand they've been through this song and dance playing they've lived it for the the better part of 15 years now um i still think it's something has got to happen there is to me as someone who has lived on the I think the Big 12 can or the Pac-12 can survive. I think they got a shot. 12-team playoff. You're not just dealing with Oregon and Washington. You're dealing with other schools that have options. And that usually isn't the case whenever you're talking about some conference realignment situations. Thus aggressive as you can possibly be. Uh, listen, if you missed any of the show today, please go subscribe to the podcast. Download it. Uh, if you are an Apple podcast person, search KREF. Or you can go to KREF.com, uh, and it's right there on the podcast page. We went all in on some of the player interviews that Josh had. We'll have a few more tomorrow. We went uh, all through Jeff Levy, Ted Roof, and the Brent Venables presser from yesterday in hour two and hitting every big story here in hour three. Subscribe, download, and don't forget to make sure you control your destiny with the app. Search KREF in the App Store. Steelman, and do I see Pierce Leffelholtz? Let's go. Coming up next right here on The Ref.